With the new year coming, do you feel like you need to do an extreme diet? Did you ever think about why you feel like that? Today, we are going to discover the source, and I'm also going to help you overcome that feeling. Welcome to the Shaped by Strength podcast. I'm Anna Wood, personal trainer, eating disorder survivor, and so over being skinny. I'm recording this the last couple of days of December 2022. If you're listening to this in 2023, Happy New Year. So let's talk about where this need to do an extreme diet is coming from. First off, the health and fitness industry, media, society has normalized restrictions, unsustainable body goals, unsustainable methods, and unsustainable rates of progress when it comes to fitness. We see these pictures, we hear these methods, we hear about these diets, and it's sold to us as if, yeah, this is just something that's normal to do, this is something that's healthy to do, this is what you're supposed to be doing if you also want these amazing results. And on the surface, you might not even give these messages a lot of thought, because they are everywhere. And you might be so used to them that you never take a second to stop and inspect them. For example, even just saying that I want to eat healthy, when you say that, for most people that's going to mean, yeah, I'm going to give up this, this, and this. I'm going to set a low number of calories or servings. It means that I'm going to try and strive for this image of what's healthy, and I'm probably going to turn into this green goddess, and I'm going to sustain myself on these beautiful, trendy foods, and I'm probably going to be a little bit better than some people, right? I just find it really sad that the word healthy, which should be something that is good for you, something that's good for your physical and mental health, something that's balanced, something that's sustaining your life, something that leaves space for you to enjoy life and enjoy all of the foods that you love. That's what healthy means to me. But if I tell someone, hey, you should be eating healthy, That's not the image that's going to come to mind. It's been so normalized that healthy and fit are these extreme restrictions and extreme results, right? If we think about a fit body, we might actually be thinking about something that's not sustainable or even attainable for everybody. We are thinking about unsustainably low percentages of body fat. We are not thinking about a person who is actually healthy and fit. We have a certain look and we don't look any deeper and inspect Is this actually something that we should be striving for? Is this actually representative of this idea that we have? And we hear celebrities talk about their diets and we see these posts being shared online with this fat-burning smoothie and this 30-day quick fix as if they are actual methods for valuable, sustainable lifestyle change. And unfortunately, a lot of the times, the reaction is not, oh, come on, get out of here. The reaction is, "Mm, I don't know, 
maybe I should try that too. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of that today. And what progress means and how fast that progress should be when it comes to fitness also has a lot of extremes that are normalized. First off, before and after photos, which I don't like just by the nature of them, especially when, and most of the time, this is the case. When the sole narrative is, look at this before photo, I used to be so bad, I used to be so nasty, I really hate everything about that person and her life, and I have so much judgment for her and so much body shaming for her, I never ever want to be like that person again, and look at this after, I'm just glowing, I'm just happy, and everything in my life has been fixed because of this one change that I made in my body. And yeah, you are allowed to feel happy about your progress. That's not what I'm saying, but somebody looks exactly like your before photo. And for that somebody looking at your post, they are seeing that they are judged. They are seeing that they are not accepted as they are. They are seeing that they are not good enough, that they should feel bad about themselves because they are bad. And a lot of trainers know this. For them, that's exactly the point of before and afters. It's not about celebrating their clients. It's about already shaming their next client into wanting to work with them. That's one of the reasons why I don't share before and after photos of clients and also why I don't necessarily like before and after photos only to track progress. What comes after the after photo? Because you're still going to go on and live your life and things are going to happen and change is going to come and you are going to age and you are going to go through hard things and you are going to have your lifestyle change, you are going to have your routines changed. And if you are really sticking to just that one aesthetic result as the measure of your worth, as the measure of your success, it is going to change. And then you are going to find yourself in this desperate cycle of wanting to get back to that previous level and totally ignoring what you're going through right now, totally ignoring that everything is always changing. And so even if you think you have that success, even if you think you have that glowing after photo, you can still fall for the unhealthy methods and the unhealthy messaging later on in life again. Why is it so convenient for so many people that unrealistic and extreme standards are normalized? Think about this. A quick failure for you is still a quick success for those who are making money on it. Because these standards being normalized, we know it's not good for us. We know there's all of this pressure and body image issues and unhealthy habits that come out of this. It's not good for those models that we are told to strive to look like who are in the pictures, because their self-esteem and their success is also tied to an unsustainable body image. They are not an exception from that either. The only people this is good for is those who are not ashamed to sell you the quick fixes, those who are not ashamed to share the before and afters, knowing that they are going to make you feel worthless. Those are the only people benefiting from this. 
So for them, it's perfectly okay if we keep on holding up these unrealistic standards. The standards that make you feel like you need to make this extreme change tomorrow for the new year before summer comes. So my point here is making sure that you start seeing the standards that are shouldn't be held up, that shouldn't be normal, and you start calling them out in your head and be like, mm, I don't think so. Let's go on. Reason number two. Your normal needs are labeled as lazy or bad when these unrealistic standards are the norm. So how you normally feel, what you normally need, how you just naturally exist in your body, the needs and the feelings associated to that, those are bad. And you should correct those, right? That's the messaging. Think about it. The restrictions, which are labeled as good, are going to result in cravings that are labeled as bad. You are bad if you feel that. When that's a natural reaction to restrictions, when you are told that you need to eat so little and then you become so hungry as a natural result of you undereating, you are told that that hunger is bad and you are a worse person for feeling it when it's only a natural reaction. So of course, it's going to be really hard for you to stay in touch with your normal needs, your normal reactions, your normal signals that your body is sending you about hunger and fullness. And there's a lot of shame that's created. So just for your natural state of being, you are going to be shamed for and you are going to be offered something as a fix that is going to keep on making it worse and worse and worse. Because with every diet that you go on, you are going to be more and more out of touch with your body, with your intuition, with that sense of what's normal for you just to exist on. And when you're so out of touch, when you feel so much shame, when you feel that desperation, then it's going to be really easy for you to fall for the extremes again. That's reason number two. Reason number three is that being stuck believing in this quick fix mentality, this quick fix mentality is going to make you see the slow, healthy, sustainable approach as something that's burdensome, as something that's too much, and as something as something that's too hard. Because on the surface, what you are going to think of is, yeah, lifestyle, lifestyle change, right? So I need to do the inner work. I will need to do these workouts that are actually good for me. I will need to slay some bad habits. And they are not the bad habits that you think of. I will need to consistently show up for this. I will need to work on some beliefs and get rid of some diet and fitness culture myths. And it's going to be a little bit messy. There's going to be feelings involved. And it's going to take a lot longer. Keep on going through a version of this process for forever. Or I could take this pill. I don't have to exercise. I don't have to do anything. I can eat whatever I want. And in two weeks, all of my problems are going to be fixed. Because that's, that's usually how the messaging goes. It's two weeks. It's 30 days. Do this one thing. You don't have to do the hard things. I'm just going to give you this 
magic pill and everything is going to be good in your life. And the pill can be a tea, the pill can be a seven minute apricot that's suddenly going to give you the body that you always wanted. The pill can be a detox, the pill can be any one of these scammy fitness and diet ads and marketing tactics that just really lure people in with these promises. And now my question for you is this. Those results that you think you are going to get from that quick fix that you keep on signing up for usually, it doesn't work because these things are not set up to work. They are set up to work for the people selling them once they get your money. They don't care what happens to you. So the results that you so badly want out of this quick fix, would you still be excited about those if instead of, say, 30 days, it took you a year? Would you still be excited? Is that still a deal that sounds good to you? And if your immediate reaction to this is, oh no, that takes too long, then I would like you to examine the way you see these timelines and the way you see your life, essentially. Because if you think about something that's worth going for for you, and again, here I'm going to remove the unrealistic body goals, I'm going to remove the unrealistic timeline of progress, but if there really is a health and fitness goal, that is worth it for you. You want to feel more confident. You want to feel stronger. You want to feel like you have your vitality back. You want to feel like you can keep up with your kids. You want to feel like you will be able to dance at your grandkids' wedding or your great-grandkids' wedding. If you have a really cool goal that would be just awesome to have and you don't think spending a year of your life to get there is worth it, then you're probably just really not in touch with your image as your future self. And this is a concept that's really interesting. There's been studies that were done about this. A lot of times people have a hard time saving money for retirement or taking care of their health. It's because they don't see the version of themselves when they are 20 years older, when they are 30, 40, and so on, years older than now, they don't really see that as a real person who is still themselves. They are kind of out of touch with that idea. And we are not going that drastic today. I'm just, get, I'm just asking you to get in touch with the person you are going to be a year from now. New Year's is kind of the perfect time to do this. Because if you think back on the person that you used to be a year ago, and if you are somebody who these quick fixes and this type of marketing and messaging has a lot of power over, a year ago, you probably had things, results, progress, promises that were told to you, you craved those results. And you are probably listening to this right now because you realize that the things that you tried at that point did not give you those results. So if you, a year ago, instead of doing the quick fix, instead of doing the extreme diet, instead of going extremely hard for three weeks at the gym and then falling off, 
If that person that you were a year ago, if that person, instead of choosing the quick fix, decided to go the slow, the too hard, the too much, the too burdensome, healthy and sustainable route, do you think your life would be different now? Do you think you would have more peace? Do you think you would still feel this desperate to jump on the new thing in January? Or would you already have some of those good habits built up? Some of that confidence in yourself built up? Some of that success, some of that self-worth? And none of these are aesthetic things that I'm listening to you. But if, if you just had the habits, the self-worth, the increased confidence in you and what you can do, the increased energy, would you have told yourself a year ago, thank you, it was worth it. I appreciate this now. You see where I'm going with this? A year from now, you are still going to be going through struggles. A year from now, if you don't start doing the inner work, if you don't start clearing out this black and white thinking that makes you go to the extremes, if you don't start clearing out these diet and fitness culture myths, you are still going to be in a very similar mindset to where you are now. And you might try 10 quick fixes in the next year, but if they are all ruled by the same mindset, you are probably going to be in a place that's similar or worse. Because remember, with every diet, you you lose a little bit more of being in touch with your intuition, of being in touch with what's normal for you, of what you actually need to be healthy, to be fit, to be in that type of confidence and to be in that type of self-esteem that you think the quick fix is going to give you. So if you can think back on you a year before now and how their actions could be affecting you now, now it's a lot easier to think about you a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, and so on and see how what you are doing now will be able to help you in the long run. And my last point, the last reason why you feel like you need to do an extreme diet that we are going to talk about today is that you are basing your success, your self-worth, your body love on aesthetic goals only. And I know it's really hard not to focus on aesthetics. I used to be so focused on aesthetics that I had an eating disorder at one point in my life. So I know that this is hard. I know it's very normalized to focus on your appearance and focus on other people's appearance and compare and pick bodies apart into body parts and compare the body parts and to reduce food and to reduce fitness as just tools to achieve one certain look and look at nothing else. But today I would like to empower you to look further than that and to focus on all of the other benefits and on all of the other goals that you can have besides just the aesthetics. This December I ran an anti-challenge. It was called 31 Day Joyous. The whole objective was not doing a challenge where you are going to become tough or you are going to do a thousand squats or you are going to lose that much weight. It was a challenge to focus on your joy. And you can go back and find this on my Instagram. You can find this on Shape by Strength's Facebook page. 
In many items of this challenge, we focused on finding reasons that go beyond the aesthetic. And you can go back and you can read through and you can find each day. It's like a month of free mindset coaching. But we looked at all of the reasons why you can enjoy and find value in a workout that are not related to your appearance. And just take a second to think about it. Would you still want to work out if it had no effect on how you look ever? Do you still have other reasons you look at fitness as valuable? Are you looking at your health benefits? Are you looking at getting stronger? Are you looking at having better posture, having less pain, having a longer and better quality life? Enjoying your day-to-day life more with better energy, feeling great, feeling accomplished, feeling the way progress feels in your body. Not what it looks like on the outside, but how it feels for you. Are you doing every exercise because it has a certain area that you want to target, a certain thing that you want to change? Or are you including anything that's just genuinely fun? And it doesn't have to be just a gym workout. It, has, it, it, it can be dancing. It can be going for a walk. It can be anything that brings joy to you. And are you looking at some foods like they are better than other foods? They have some kind of a virtue tied to them. And that's the reason why you are choosing them instead of, I actually really want to eat this. How much guilt are you feeling? How much power your quote-unquote cheat meal has over you? How much were you eating ties into your worth as a human being? All of these things are tied into some inner work that needs to be done and some diet culture BS that needs to be cleaned out. But once you go beyond just the aesthetic goals and you start focusing on those other goals that give your life joy, then you are going to be able to not want to take the extreme measures because you will see that they are not worth it. In the last couple of days of the anti-challenge and the next podcast episode, I'm going to get into making sustainable and life-giving and motivating resolutions for the new year. So stay for that. Or if you're already listening to this in January, you can go back to the last couple of days of the December post as well and check them out. So I can help you with creating those more sustainable goals so you can stay away from that pressure of wanting the extreme result. So to wrap up, I want you to watch out for any ads, marketing, basically any messages anywhere that create the following feelings in you, that create desperation, that create comparisons, and that create a feeling of not being good enough. Because what happens is these messages are going to create those feelings in you, and then they follow follow it up by offering a quick and easy fix That's only available now, it's only available for them. And if you don't do this, you are forever going to exist in the miserable feelings that they just made you realize that you have. So you're going to watch out for these. And the way you make yourself bulletproof for this extreme quick fix messaging forever is that you are going to 
control the first part, you are going to control the feelings of desperation, the comparisons, the feeling that you are not good enough. You are going to control those by doing the inner work, by creating peace in your inner world. And then the second part, the offer, is just going to become powerless. It's not going to actually offer you any value because what you already have after you completed the work, after you see what you value, what your goals are in a different light, that offer is going to hold no weight. And then you are going to be able to look at those offers and be like, I know better than that. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love for us to stay in touch. So please follow Shape by Strength on social media. You can go to shapedbystrength.com for all of the social media links to sign up for my newsletter and to check out the programs I have available. Thank you for being here with me today. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And remember to be shaped by strength.